In the Bible, a man named Gideon has torn down his father's and the town's idols and built new altars to the Lord. He's gone from city to city, calling men out to join his army, and the men have responded, including the townsmen that previously wanted to kill him. Gideon is what every guy wants to be and what every girl wants to marry. He appears to be commanding, courageous, dangerous, a renegade, a leader. But the very next scene is Gideon all alone, perhaps in his bedroom at night, timid and unsure once again. And he sheepishly says to God, If you will really save Israel by my hand, could you please just do this one miracle for me just to reassure me? Welcome to LifeWords Day by Day. Oftentimes, this episode is held up to us as an example of Gideon trying to discern God's will and asking for answer to prayer, but that's not the case. Gideon knows exactly what God wants him to do. The question is not even like the other time when Gideon asked, are you really God? The question is, God, are you sure you have the right man in choosing me? Are you certain you know what you are doing? And it seems to be that if God is powerful enough to make it rain on just one little parcel of land, only getting the fleece wet, then maybe he is powerful enough to work through Gideon. But wait a minute. Gideon has already seen God do a miracle in the angel of the Lord consuming the mill. Gideon has been cloaked with the Spirit of the Lord. Gideon has seen 32,000 men respond to his call to arms. What kind of faith is this now, Gideon, that you would question God at this point? It's exactly the type of faith that you have and that I have. Gideon is me and Gideon is you. This is not a story of how great Gideon's faith is, but rather how great his weakness is and how great God's goodness to his children. In the summer of 1998, I started wrestling with this call to ministry, trying to discern whether or not God was leading me to this life. So I prayed, and several of my closest friends were praying for me. And in October of 98, I was helping lead a student retreat. On Saturday afternoon, the preacher told us to be sure and find a rock and bring it with us that night to the worship service. And that night, as an invitation to respond to the sermon, the preacher told us to write on these rocks the selfish dreams that we still held on to and then to go throw that rock in the lake just outside of the door of our meeting room. And while everyone else was doing that, I just sat there holding onto that rock, weeping. I knew what God was asking me to do. The, the life of baseball had to go. That dream had to die. I have something new for you, Cliff, something better. I knew in the deepest part of my being because of God's word being preached that night and God's spirit moving in me, I knew who was speaking to me and what he was asking me to do. And I just sat there and wept because I knew what I had to do. So that Sunday night, I sat down with my mom and I told her what was going on and she cried and she said she didn't want me to do it, but she also said, I knew a month ago that God was calling you. That week, I went to my baseball coach and I explained to him what was going on. And he said, I've never let a player walk away from one of my teams. I've always been able to talk them out of walking away, but I can tell that I will not change your mind. So there it was. God had confirmed it to me through his word and through other people in my life. So that December, me and three other friends went to this college Bible conference in Dallas, Texas. It was one of the most glorious times I have ever been involved in. It was a snapshot of heaven with people from all walks of life worshiping Christ. And while there, in the middle of a time of praise, serious doubt crept up all over my body. And I began to question, God, 
Are you sure you want me to preach, to do what these other guys have been doing this weekend? Are you sure you want me to be a herald of your word? And in that moment, not in an audible voice, but for some reason it was impressed upon me to look up Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 16. I don't know why, but in the midst of 12,000 students praising God and worshiping, I sat down, grabbed my Bible, and found Ezekiel 3.16 that says, The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Whenever you hear a word from my mouth, you shall give them warning. And that was it. It was done. God had reassured me, and there is a richness in reassurance. Now, listen to this. I've never had anything like that happen again, ever. Nor do I seek a word from God that way. I was taught that I can trust the Lord's first word. I don't seek the Lord's direction that way. But here is what I also want you to see and understand. That Psalm 103 verses 13 and 14 say, As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. He is a compassionate, loving Father to those who fear Him. He knows that we are weak and unsteady, and He is gracious enough to give us reassurances when we need it most. So call out to Him. He hears you. He will answer in accordance with His Word. Today, when you pray, please pray for Ali Chambers and his family, our missionaries in Tennessee. And also remember the Yoruba Life Word broadcast heard in Nigeria. <music>